up, everybody? Thanks for joining the Hill Country Baptist Church podcast, where you can stay up to date on the latest teachings of HCBC, as well as stay abreast of the happenings in beautiful Junction, Texas. Today, we're going to be following up with the first Lost in Cyberspace uh, sermon that was out of our profile series. And this one is going to be focused on being spirit-led. So John will expound on that, and I hope you can find it as applicable as I did. Hope you enjoy. Okay, and we are back again. We won't tell you that it's only 10 minutes after we recorded the next one, because this could be we could be cool and like release it a week later to make it sound like we did it at a different time, but we didn't. Um, Welcome to the unnamed podcast yet again, uh, and we're going to talk about the the second um, sermon that got uh, accidentally deleted. Um, what was this one called, John? So this one was profile, and it was uh, quality number three, which was spirit led. Okay, so our series profile, which we're talking about you want to kind of recap that yes absolutely in 15 seconds yes so it's all about establishing what we want to be the profile of our christianity what do we want people to see and think um, when they look at us and when they experience the kind of christians that we are perfect okay and so this this series or this sermon was spirit led um obviously referring to the holy spirit um which is something that a lot of people don't talk about especially a lot of I'll venture to say, um, not Southern, but just Baptists maybe mm-hmm. don't talk about in, in general, culturally. Um, why, why do you think we don't discuss that very much? Well, you know, I, I, think, I, I think about Francis Chan's book, Forgotten God, and uh, he talks about the Holy Spirit being like the forgotten member of the Trinity. And I think one of the reasons why he says that is is because we're afraid or we don't really understand the Holy yeah. Spirit or the Holy Spirit's work. I know for me, um, growing up in you know independent kind of fundamental Baptist churches, like the Holy Spirit was always a teaching and a doctrinal point and something that we knew that we believed in. Um, but there was always like there were always caveats. Like we believe in the Holy Spirit, but here's what it doesn't <laughs> look like. You know, like it. So it doesn't look like. You know, and when they would name things like speaking in tongues or right. dancing or, you know, like right. being, you know, eccentric or whatever that they would say that it created in people. And, yeah. But over the last few years, it's just kind of interacting with people who whose Christianity falls outside of my like upbringing, um, who would classify themselves as like more spirit filled believers. Okay you come to realize that 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 word is not something to be scared of Mm -hmm. like spirit filled does not mean that they walk around speaking in tongues all the time you know it means that they they devote themselves to like well and they or they open themselves up to what the holy spirit wants to do or show them or how he wants to lead them which is what we all should be doing you know we should be spirit filled believers and we should be spirit led meaning that like the direction of our lives is led by how the holy spirit governs us um, and things like that Perfect. Um, well, so let's talk a little bit then about um, what what do we think that what does that look like and and, and we'll kind of do the same um, same format that we did uh, 
last time, which is let's, let's kind of go through the the sermon and the talking points that you had, and maybe we'll just kind of rabbit yeah. hole as we cool. as we go. Well, here you know, for every every sermon, I had like a one sentence takeaway, um, okay. just kind of an easy thing to remember and to kind of summarize the whole thing. So here was the takeaway for this one. Um, so we allow the Holy Spirit to shape us, lead us, and reveal God's plan for us. And, and those were the like the biggest points right there. Is we we let the Holy Spirit um, have such an influence in our lives, and we submit to Him and that influence in such a way that He shapes our character, our beliefs, our thoughts, our our passions, um, our ambitions in life, um, and then lead us. Um, because the truth is that God wants to involve us in His work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that is revealed then to us through the Holy Spirit. And so when that is revealed, um, the Holy Spirit wants to lead us into following God in his work in the world. Um, it's not, so number one, it's not just up to us like figuring out what we can do for God, but right. it's, it's really about what does God want to do with us. And, and so the Holy Spirit reveals that. And so we surrender ourselves to, to following that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. the scripture was from Acts chapter 8. And I'll just kind of summarize it. Um, it was a, it was the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Um, and so Philip is like he's you know minding his own business, but he's obviously a, a disciple who is open to hearing from the Lord and and like you know wanting to follow God's will for his life and things like that. And so in Acts eight it says that the Spirit um, spoke to Philip and told him to to go down this road up towards Jerusalem. And so he went. And, and it says that it was in the middle of the desert, um, which kind of just like is this extra little verse or this part of the verse to kind of just imply to you like sometimes the Holy Spirit leads you to specific places deliberately. Mm-hmm. And wherever we are, if the Holy Spirit is leading us, it might look like a barren desert place and it might be weird, but if it's in God's plan, that's what we need to be doing. So so he goes, he follows the Holy Spirit's uh, commanding, and then uh, there's a, a guy on a chariot driving up the road. and. And the Holy Spirit tells Philip, go and, and join up with that chariot and go talk to that to that man. And so Philip goes and he follows the Holy Spirit's command again. And as he gets closer, he realizes that the man, uh, this Ethiopian man, is reading from uh, the scriptures, from the prophet Isaiah. And so Philip uh, knows that this is a, a God-appointed opportunity to be involved in this man's life in whatever work God wants to do. And so... He begins to ask him, do you understand what you're reading? And, and he says, no, I don't understand it. No one's ever taught me. And so Philip says, well, let me teach you. And so they go through this long conversation about, you know, about Jesus and about him being foretold by the prophet Isaiah and about his life, his death, his resurrection, and things like that. And then at the end of that whole encounter, um, the Bible says that they come to this body of water, the Ethiopian has like he's believed in Jesus at this point. He's given his life to Christ, and he says, "Here's some water. Can we get? Can I? Can I get baptized?" And so Philip gets down. He baptizes him, and he goes on his way. And the very next verse says that the Spirit then like snatched Philip away, mm. and he was gone. You know, and off on his next mission. And so the whole premise behind that is that Philip was so in tune with what God wanted to do, and so open to the Holy Spirit's leading that he was ready to listen. He was ready to obey. Mm-hmm. Um, he was ready to go wherever the Spirit led him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the life that we should be living in terms of our, um, our commitment to, to doing the ministry that God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so God, like I said, he wants, us, he wants to involve us in his work in the world. Um, you know, he doesn't need us. He doesn't have to use us, but he wants to. And that's a gift and a privilege. 
And the way that he reveals then his, his, uh, his work for us is by the Holy Spirit prompting and leading us. And so our calling then is to follow and obey right. and, and go where the Spirit leads us. Yeah. So. Well, and you know, that kind of a natural question that rises out of that, at least for, for me, is saying, okay, well, how do I know when the Holy Spirit is, is calling me? Mm-hmm. Or um, how, do I, how do I get to recognize that? Or what does that look like? And, and so I think that we should probably mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of discuss that. And, and, or how, how do I, um, well, I guess I was going to say it kind of the same way. But, but yeah, how, how am I aware of the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. And, and what, is, what does yeah. that look like? Well, and I think to look at Philip's background is a really helpful thing as far as answering that question. So Philip... Um, was not the same Philip that Jesus encountered in the Gospels. This was Philip the Evangelist. And so Philip, we first meet in, I think, Acts chapter 6. Um, so he's, he's called out as one of the seven kind of original deacons there in the church with, with, uh, with um, you know, lots of these other men that it, that it lists there. And, and, uh, and this is before the persecution started and all these people became martyrs for their faith. And so Philip was listed as a person who was full of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and full of wisdom from the Holy Spirit. And so we don't know a whole lot about him or his origins. But what we do know from the teachings of Scripture is that he was a man who had a close relationship with God who had the Holy Spirit residing within him, which we all do, mm-hmm. um, that he was you know, characterized as someone who was full of the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, which means that he, he probably you know, he, he knew the scriptures and he knew uh, about Jesus and he, he was devoted to you know, living his life uh, at, you know, influenced by the teachings of scripture. And so it all started there. I think before we can start you know, claiming to hear things from the Holy Spirit, we have to make sure that we, uh, we belong to Jesus, we have that relationship with him, and that we've had experiences with him, you know, um, and, and that he's been kind of priming us and prepping us all along the way. And that's what was true with Philip. Um, but the other thing is that, you know, it, it seems in Acts 8 like it's this audible voice, mm-hmm. you know, calling out of heaven and telling Philip to go do these things. But it doesn't actually say that. Right. Like it doesn't say that Philip was walking along and like he heard this loud voice from heaven telling him to do these things. Right. So... I've heard it described as an inaudible voice, you know, like Mm -hmm. just a a prompting kind of in your spirit or in your mind, like I should do this thing, you know, or when you just kind of have this sense that it is God telling you to do this thing, you know, it's not just you making it up. And and obviously God's not going to lead us to do things that are not um, biblical or don't line up with his will for our lives or for the world or as far as the gospel is concerned, things like that. So... You know, it's I don't I don't want to like say spirit led means that you are gonna like hear this like clear unmistaken like voice from heaven and you're gonna hear like I don't want to say you're hearing voices in your head or things like that. Right, right. like it's not about that. It's about feeling this prompting and this nudging, Mm -hmm. and that you you have no other explanation for it except that it just it comes from God. Right. And you may or may not hear an audible voice or you know uh, anything like that. So that you know. It, God can act however He, mm, however, yeah. however He pleases, um, in right. in that in that setting. But at the same time, I would say that's true. Probably the majority of the time that you know, if the Spirit is leading somebody somewhere, um, that it's it is through a prompting or mm-hmm. um, kind of a, I just know this is where I'm supposed to be right. or, or something along those lines. So that's what that was kind of going to be my next question was how does one hear from the Holy Spirit? But then at the same time. Um, what are something that what is something that we can do to make sure that we know that 
the Holy Spirit is that that, that we can discern the Holy Spirit's mm-hmm. voice, and that's actually what's going on. Yeah, I think that if we're not abiding in Christ and keeping ourselves in tune with what He's with what the Lord is teaching us, or what you know, so I, that relationship with with God has to be strong. You know. Um, so, so in John chapter 10, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he's saying, number one, I am speaking like I do speak, you right. know, and there's, there's always a time when I'm speaking, um, and my sheep, the people who are close to me and they belong to me and they're like tuning into me, they hear me. Right. There's no confusion there. Um, I think it's safe to say that, you know, and I'm not going to say that we like that God can't do this, but, but typically if you're not staying close to God and you're not walking with Him and you're not abiding in Christ, then typically you're probably not going to be able to discern what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. That isn't to say that God still can't speak to you or that He won't. You know, there have been lots of times when the Holy Spirit nudges people who aren't even Christians. You know, mm-hmm. like or He nudges them in such a way that it makes them Christians. You know, right. it happens a lot in the world. Uh, people have these encounters with the with the Holy Spirit that they can't explain. And it convicts them, and it brings them to Jesus. Right, you know, and so yeah, I mean, so that happens all the time. Um, But I would say that, you know, you're going to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit if you're leaning into Him, you know, because He is He's He is speaking, you know, and and so if we're leaning in and we're you know spending time in the Scriptures, we're in prayer constantly, you know, and we're we are opening ourselves up and, and asking God to talk to us and to, to clear away whatever distractions might be keeping us from hearing him, mm-hmm. then we're going to be able to discern that right. voice from the Holy Spirit. Right. Well, and I think something that's uh, that's an interesting point is that it says that he's, that, that Philip was full of the Holy Spirit yet um, that one of the, one of the kind of sayings that, that we got um, at Stonegate, our, our last church was that, you know, when when you tr- gave your life to Jesus and He sealed you, um, He implanted in you His Spirit and He gave you all of Him. He didn't give you just some of them. So you got all the you have all the Jesus, all the Holy Spirit that you're ever gonna get. Um, and and no one has more or less Holy Spirit than the next person mm-hmm. because that wouldn't really. I mean, you, we could talk about that over over a long time, but that wouldn't be in God's nature to do that. He would He would give you everything. Uh, um, he gives you, and he, we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, scripture says uh, in Christ Jesus, and so so it would it would seem that that the difference in being full of the Holy Spirit isn't so much that God did not you know, gave me more Holy Spirit than you or gave you more Holy Spirit than me, that actually it was just our ability um, to learn to live out of out of that yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's like I said earlier, like the Holy Spirit to me when I was growing up was always just a doctrinal point. You know, like we believe, okay, the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, right? And He exists. and But we always kind of were taught like, his function is to lead you to Christ and to convict you whenever you're sinning or to keep you sealed for the day of redemption, you know? So, like, absolutely, 100%, those things are true, right? But even beyond that, like, he wants to lead you in following God even more closely, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and, and he does. He wants, that, he wants that to be true for every believer, you know, equally. Right. Um, so God wants to involve us in what he's doing, and he gives us the Holy Spirit not just to comfort us and convict us he you know he does those things for sure but also to reveal god's plan for to us you know right. like or, or the next step for us you know and and so that's that's part of just like that being in tune with him we 
He lives inside of us. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Like, so we have access to whatever God wants to show to us, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so a lot of times the reason why we, we get confused or we don't feel like we can hear the Holy Spirit is, is maybe because we're just allowing other things to distract us, you know, or we're not surrendering ourselves completely to what he wants to say mm-hmm. in our lives. Um, so, you know, and so we, we also have to think about why this is even important. So like, why would this even be on a list of qualities that we should have as we're forming our profile? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, why, why are we going to spend any time talking about being spirit led? Like, how does that affect the way that our Christianity is perceived? Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest reason for that is because the Holy Spirit, if we're really surrendering ourselves to him and letting him lead, not just lead us in, in carrying out God's work, but, but also leading us in being the kind of people he wants us to be, he's not ever going to lead us to be the kind of Christians that give Christianity a bad name, mm-hmm. right? So like any time that in, throughout history that Christians have given Christ a bad name or have kind of messed up the image of Christianity or, or projected this, this wrong or negative or harmful profile, that's not because the Spirit led them to do that, mm-hmm. right? So when we are fully surrendered to the Spirit, who's at work within us, He's going to lead us to project this healthy version of Christianity that's going to make a difference in the world around us. Um, you know, so we're not going to be jerks. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be arrogant. Um, we're not going to go on like these, you know, crusades and start thumping people over the head with Bibles and mm-hmm. and you know trying to force them into our faith. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be more loving. Um, we'll be more patient. We'll be uh, we'll be more holy. You know, like we'll be more purified and like devoted to the teachings and the ways of Christ. Um, we'll be better neighbors. We'll be better husbands and parents and things like that. Like when we are letting the Spirit lead us, just as people, even um, apart from even just the mission, right. but our character. You right. know. So yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's a good point. You know, it's not even that I. I I get, I get kind of, my brain starts to tangent whenever we say God will never do something this way, or you know, mm-hmm. I'll always make sure mm-hmm. that it's the one way or another. Um, and I, so, of course, my mind immediately goes to, okay, what's the one situation that it would like not look like that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I will say that there are probably times that the Holy Spirit will lead people to do things that, on the surface, would mm-hmm. not um, particularly reflect what people think that we believe in right um but that that when when the holy spirit is behind you know our actions that it 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 has a greater purpose or a um you know it reflects the character of god regardless um because it's the words or the 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 will of god that's actually being enacted and so um not not he won't always lead you into a place of well, you know, I guess you should help that lady across the street. You know, I mean, he, he likely will because a lot of that is the, and I just mean by good, you know, good deeds and things like that. But um, he'll, the Holy Spirit can and does prompt people to do that because that's the the caring. If we just went okay with the whole old lady thing, caring for you know widows and orphans, um, it is in the character of God, and so that would make sense to us that that he would do that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he may not always and. and and exactly. so um, there are times that that the Holy Spirit tells us, "Hey, hang on for a second, um, because maybe this will um, bring a greater fruit than just your good deed could have produced." Right. Yeah. And, and you've brought up a story before of a missionary who 
was prompted by the spirit to not do something that right. she could have done to help someone, you right. know, and, and ultimately that fulfilled a greater purpose that God had planned, right. you know, right. and that's, that's important to note too. I mean, we can easily just assume that the Holy Spirit wants us to do whatever we think is right. Um, but if we're, if we're listening and we're paying attention, there may be those times when the Holy Spirit says, don't do anything yet. Like I have a, a greater plan or God has a greater plan, you know? Right. And so we have to be so willing to listen to those things, even when they don't make sense to us, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and the other thing is that we can either like, we can either commit ourselves to adopting a Christianity that we think the world thinks we should have, mm -hmm. or that, you know, so a way that they think Christianity should look like, or we can just say like, what's better is to commit ourselves to God's version of Christianity, you right. know? And so like what you said, it's, it's, it's right. Like on the surface, that might not always look that appealing to non-Christians, mm -hmm. right? It might sometimes even be offensive to non-Christians. Right. But if ultimately we're focused on, or the, and the Holy Spirit is focused on um, bringing out God's purposes and God's character. Right. And so that may look different than what the world wants to see or whatever, or what we might want to see, but... It's about obedience, you know. What, regardless of what it is, it's about obedience to what the Holy Spirit is commanding us to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I think one of the just to kind of touch on that is that um, you know I, I remember hearing that you know God constantly calls us to give up you know everything, including our our families, and, and give over our our kids to to you know to trust Him with their. Um, with with their health or with their lives and things like that, and I think as maybe as a parent you see that going going forward in life of like God, I I I can't obviously I have no power to keep this child alive other than you know feeding them, <laughs> but um, but this is all this is all you know into you know in in your hands, but you know you see that. Um, you see examples of, of missionaries going into some pretty hostile areas um, and bringing their families with them. And you, and, and kind of on the surface, especially as an American, you see you, your, my initial flesh response is how could you do that? I mean, this mm -hmm. child didn't sign up for this. This kid didn't ask to be in such a hostile environment and yet we're trying to train them to be a Christian at the same time. And, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, they're, they're, you're, willingly putting them in a horribly dangerous situation and I've heard stories of you know not to get dark here but I've heard stories of people losing their kids overseas in mission work um, that was totally collateral damage it had nothing to do with with why um, they were there at the at the moment it didn't but but it brought about such a you know a, a great response mm -hmm. to um, the gospel um, and so it's it's I, mean, I guess I'm just really kind of reiterating the point of like not everything that we do is always going to make sense but it but anytime the the Holy Spirit is prompting us to do it it's somehow it's going to reflect the character of God right. in, in order for a, a greater purpose and you know yeah that's yeah. All, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and call in court to his purposes and so we have to trust that you know, even Jesus in the Gospels was led, and it said, led by the Spirit into the wilderness to right. be tempted and to fast for 40 days. You know, right. like he was led by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness to be tempted mm. by the devil. You know, so when you think about, I don't know if, how much we actually really think about this or try to imagine him right. being in the wilderness for 40 days, you know, 40 days in a row, mm -hmm. and, and he's fasting, and he's alone, and, you know, and, and the devil is tempting him. Like, 
but in all of that, he, he was led by the Holy Spirit into that, mm-hmm. you know. And so the Holy Spirit may very well lead us into some places where that we might think are scary or right. and things like that. But I've ho- often heard it said, and I always used to think it was so corny, but, you know, so the safest place to be is in the middle of God's will. Absolutely, yeah. And it's 100% true, mm-hmm. you know. Like, so where the Spirit leads us, even if it's danger, mm-hmm. that's the safest place we can be. Right. You know, yeah. uh, whatever the cost that may be to our lives. So. Right, right, right. And, 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 you know, the reality is, is if, if, if God is not done using you, then you're doing just fine. As mm-hmm. far as, I mean, if, if He wants you alive you will live mm-hmm. because I mean mm-hmm. uh, you know two, two of the things that when we went to Israel I mean people would say Are, aren't you scared and, and we said we would say no if God can't keep me safe mm-hmm. in Israel then I'm serving the wrong mm-hmm. God yeah. and, and, and Ravi Zacharias you know would, would say you know no, no man is going to take my life a minute sooner than God intends for him to mm-hmm. and so if I can't if I can't rest easy knowing that yeah it may be a dangerous situation that we're going into but if i can't even trust the god that i worship to keep me alive then what am i doing mm-hmm. you know and what kind of power is that yeah. displaying you know yeah. Um, yeah yeah so the question then is are we willing to follow the holy spirit into territory like that mm-hmm. you know and and we have to say yes you know and and so if we're willing to do that we're willing to follow him you know on mission with god we're willing to follow him as he leads us to be the kind of people that God wants us to be, you right. know, and, and that's what ultimately a spirit-led right. life lo- looks right. like. Right. Well, and I think, you know, uh, in, in theory, we look at that and go, yeah, I trust God to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to lead me over into the into the desert and mm-hmm. into the bush in Africa, and I trust that he would do that. Like, right, but do, you, do we also trust him to, like, bring people into our lives mm-hmm. at the grocery store mm-hmm. that that maybe he put that person there on purpose so that right. we can love them in a way that they wouldn't have been loved that day yeah that's absolutely right you and know. are we willing to submit to that yeah yeah being open to the fact that god is working all around us all the time mm-hmm. you know and the holy spirit reveals that to us mm-hmm. you know so when we let him open our eyes and then allow us to, to join in on that work you know he he is we're going to realize he does put people in our paths every day and or he gives us opportunities every day to minister for him or you know to to have these chances to live out what we say we believe you know and those are spirit led spirit created opportunities that we need to be taking yeah so. absolutely so looking back at the passage a little bit um i think one of the the things that's interesting is um you know it that mentions that this, and this may not go anywhere. I don't know, but I just, I just it just stuck out to me that uh, it mentioned that uh, they were in a desert, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit of the the whole supernatural portion of this is that even that you know Philip was taken away mm-hmm. as soon as his his mission was done. But like, um, I find it a little ironic that like they were in a desert and as soon as they were done and the you know and the Ethiopian has decided to trust Christ that there just happened to be some water mm-hmm. there um, of all the places I mean it wasn't yeah. like they were in um, you know uh, in any any part of Israel that actually would have water which is not much of Israel but mm-hmm. um, but it's just kind of odd to me that, that oh and by the way here's some water and, and not that not that 
Not that baptism is 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 necessary for salvation, you know, and and I think the the scripture is pretty clear about that. That 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 baptism is a is a showing of 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 your decision, but not it's not what saves you at all. And so it's kind of interesting that why would the Holy Spirit, if if he did this at all, um, organize it and orchestrate it in such a way that there would be a time for baptism. Mm-hmm after you know salvation um, in a place that may or may not have even was totally necessary right it's almost like he he sent philip at just the right time mm. uh you know and then had them spend the right amount of time as they traveled to where right after he placed his christ his faith in christ suddenly there's water you know and so it's like it just it's orchestrated perfectly yeah. it all lines up yeah. you know and that it, it could be right right well, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's obviously wasn't necessary, but it's like I've heard people say, well, you know, sometimes God, God's just sweet like that. Like, mm-hmm. he, care, he cares about us, and he cares about our hearts, and sometimes he cares about showing us that he's good right. and, and showing us that, you know, it didn't have to work out perfectly and it could have just they could have I mean Philip could have just vanished and Auden the Ethiopian would have gone and it would have been okay and right. and it wouldn't have done maybe anything else I don't know um, or maybe it was it was what the Ethiopian's heart needed to to kind of seal the deal not that not that it meant salvation any in any way but it meant for him okay I have placed my faith in Christ so now I'm going to physically take action and mm-hmm. and be baptized and so now I have done this and and it and it's just a it was one more way for him to to kind of take the next step and it was available while while Philip was there right. um, but it's just just interesting that sometimes God God cares about the details he mm-hmm. cares about the story right absolutely you know and I think I think even just that detail itself like you said it's not like baptism is not required for salvation but it does show that God values that, mm-hmm. values that act, you know, and so the Holy Spirit, you know, made room for that um, mm-hmm. in, in that whole encounter. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I love verse verse 39 and 40 is where it is in Acts 8 where it says that the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. And mm-hmm. then in verse 40, Philip suddenly found himself in a different place, Azotus, and as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea, you know, like, and so, the, the you know, Philip just kind of continues his mission, like the Holy Spirit takes him from one place, puts him in another, and he just keeps on serving, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like he's not done with him yet, yeah. you know? And there's, which tells me that, like, the Spirit wants to keep us going, keep yeah. that momentum going, you know? And once we once we catch on to that, and we, we suddenly, like, find ourselves catching on to that momentum of following the Spirit and being tuned into that work, like, he doesn't want it to stop. Right, like he wants to carry that on until right. he's done with this. You know, it's almost like uh, I hate to call it like the Energizer Bunny or anything that you like a wind up yes. toy. You know, yeah. that walks. It's like it's like he. Your job is just to walk, and then God just picks you up and moves you, and yes. wherever you want to go. And it's like, well, it lands you down. Oh, here I go. I'm walking. Yeah. I was never not walking, and, exactly. and and on you go. It's like it's kind of like well, you have, you have one job, and right, um, and and. Yeah regardless of where God picks you up and places you, that's still your job. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and not that we don't rely on him for it. It's not a, um, it's, it, in fact, it, it's probably good to talk about. This is, it's not, we, it's nothing we can do, um, outside of, of him. And so right. it's not only that we, that, that he does everything and, 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 and we have a job, but that job is impossible actually without him. So mm-hmm. it's, it's him, it's him in both senses of the, um, yeah. both sides of the coin, both, right. both actually. For sure. 
Yeah, he, you know, Paul says that, that he who began a good work in you will, will carry it out into the day of Jesus Christ. And that part of that work is, is the Holy Spirit involving you in, in just serving God, you know. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's, I think, ultimately what I want for, for myself, for my family, and for our church is just like that momentum and that energy of like being tuned in to what the Spirit is calling us to do mm-hmm. and just jumping right in right. and then letting Him lead us to different right. places right. and giving us different appointments and, and, you know, orchestrating our lives around His work, you know. Right. And like, I think once we catch on to that and we start experiencing God on that level, it's not going to stop, yeah. you know, like that momentum will build and, and that makes me excited for what the possibilities are going right. to be, right. you know. Well, and to know that you know that we can do nothing of any lasting value yeah. without him, I would mm-hmm. I would I would assume that that would a lot that would encourage us to be plugged in if we truly believe that, um, which is a whole other topic mm-hmm. in itself. But if we truly believe that, maybe it would it would cause us to to plug into the scripture and to to only want to be receptive and responsive mm-hmm. to the Holy Spirit because we know that there's no other way that we can actually do anything of eternal significance mm-hmm. on our own. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. do you have any other points or any, any thoughts that we, I think we covered it. I think that's it. I think we're good. I think, uh, you know, I think that's ultimately what it comes down to is that that changes the trajectory of our faith. You right. know, like it's not just word. It's not just, Lifestyle, it's it's we are tuned in to what God wants us to mm-hmm. be doing, and, and when when we let that happen, God's going to use us to change the world around us, you know. And Christianity becomes this vibrant, thriving faith, and not just some stuffy old thing that you do in a building on Sundays, right. you know. And and that's what we want ultimately for Absolutely. for our faith. So yeah. never designed to be inside of walls, right? For sure. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well. Um, that's going to wrap up this this segment of the podcast. We're going to go do home group and um, kind of gear up. Uh, I think just kind of going forward, even though that this podcast is maybe placed within a sermon series that's already over, I guess time to think about it now is it's this is late August, and so we're gearing up for the school year. Uh, we've got lots of plans uh, coming up as far as what we're going to do with the fall, what we're gonna what we're planning on doing with with youth ministry. Um, and so I don't, I don't know that we need to go into crazy long public service announcements, but knowing that we're ramping up and we probably ought to talk about that at some point and mm-hmm. knowing that that's where our church is focusing, um, its efforts and its, its finances and things like that to, to really reach the youth of this community. Yes. Um, we will be starting experiencing God this coming Sunday, this coming Sunday. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I think one of the visions that I've had for a while that I, I really think our church is leaning kind of heading towards is we we want you know we want to see junction become more of like a of a safe place for families but like you know a place where where healthy families and spiritual families are fostered and so we want our church to be family oriented you know and so we're thinking already about camps next year and family camps and kids camps and and, and trying to plan family events and activities throughout the school year you know we just really are, are looking to, you know, let God use, you know, use us to impact the families in our community. There are a lot, a lot of families, a lot of brokenness in families. And so that's what we're praying, praying for Absolutely. restoration. Yeah. Perfect. Well, um, try to catch us. We've got a, we've got a, um, tailgate family tailgate coming up this wednesday is that correct That's right yep the 28th okay yeah. so 28th mm-hmm. come hang out with us no no expectations just show up and grab a 
grab a whatever we're cooking. I yeah. don't know what we're cooking, but we're it's gonna meat. be good. Just meat, meat. Yes. lots of meat. That's <laughs> ugh, ugh. Um, so we'll uh, we'll do that and um, be looking for us. You know, Jesus. One of the things that we've been stuck with is is if you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus Jesus was where the party was. And mm-hmm. so uh, if there's gonna be events going on in town, it's gonna be our goal to right. to be out there and be be present, and so that we can sure. we can love on people and um, and just just be a vital active members of the community which is kind of the whole point um not to be people inside of these walls and so we're we're continuing to try to work on the culture of that and and see how that looks in junction texas but um so if if anybody has any questions holler at us and um and we'll try to fill you in as we go all right cool until next time